0: Hey, and welcome pushed. back, everyone, to two docs and one Slur, shub, shub,
1: shub 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 shub. I can't say it. Wow, been on a little bit of a break here, but
0: good to have
2: yeah, Ethan can, and Colin and Matt back. We, in we can room. tell,
1: dude. People have been clamoring for the you know? show. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait till you see some of the things I have to share with you later. Later, I'll, I'll. We won't save it till the very end, but I'm not going to do it right away. But we have some fan feedback. We have some mailbag questions, things that. I only looked briefly at these questions, and they're gonna be pretty crazy so okay. all right. uh, i w- I won't ruin all the fun, but
2: well, I I all the
1: fans
0: out are missing their weekly dose of nonsense, but I mean you <laughs> know we had to we had to short things up we had to we had to get our, get our houses in order and make sure we're ready to go into yep. year two
1: yep yep stronger we are uh, and wackier uh, we' are officially than ever. we are officially renewing. Uh, with with our friends Blue Wire. So uh, thank you to the boys in blue. That is official. If I had my soundboard up, I would clap, but maybe you guys can give a Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. We're, See, uh, this, we're is, uh, this is very Hold exciting
2: on. because, uh, you know, I assumed for all the listeners out there, I assumed we were getting fired. Um, but it turns out we got renewed. And then I also thought the opposite. I figure when this episode drops that everybody is going to, you know, it's going to like show up on their feet or whatever and be like, Oh yeah, I forgot that that thing exists. Who are those people again? As opposed to, you know, the clamoring, the supposed clamoring. So I'm eager to hear more about this.
0: Well, let me tell you, I am working on
2: great guests this year. A little
0: yeah. bit of teasers. I've got a professional brewer, uh, entrepreneur and yes. an actor in all a right, famous couple of motion pictures oh oh and they're all the same person Ooh, i want him to come on um, and as, as well as a couple other folks so you guys you're stay tuned because
1: season two is gonna bring it
2: wow yeah. holy shit all right i'm excited
1: yeah we got, we got some good stuff and even talking with Andrew, uh shout out to Andrew, our blue wire uh, connection, uh, just talking about some potential collabs with, uh, some blue wire peeps. And actually we're, we're going to probably uh, talk to you guys about it, but I figured we could get Andrew back on the Yankees keep winning. Like, let's, let's <laughs> dive deep into the Yankees. I mean, know, yeah. yeah, let's, let's have some fun while we can. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, uh, okay. So speaking of the Yankees, we're going to get to them in just a second because i have some i have some really hilarious things to talk about but let's let's do a few quick hitters let's get people warmed up with things first as always well not as always but i've been better lately my name is colin i'm here with ethan and matt we are two jocks and a schlub and we are going to talk about our beer so it looks like all of us are drinking for the first time in a long time what's on deck
0: ethan you start us off you got the, you got Hi.
2: the so, uh, those, uh, uh, our regular fans of the pod have been following the saga of me and Matt being suckers for other half, uh, and all of the random, uh, little themed packs that they do and, uh, you know, pure, pure, like marketing ploys, but we can't help ourselves. Right. And, uh, so marketing currently works. Yeah. Right. So currently, um, I'm working my way through the, uh, the munchies week pack, um, for 420. And- for 420, right. So, so other half names a bunch of their beers after like just random food and vegetables and shit. And of course, 420, you know, munchies. So they just released a bunch of their beers that, that are like that. So the one that I am drinking tonight is called American Cheese. Um, there is no American cheese. I haven't tasted it yet, but I assume it's not going to taste like American cheese. It's just another half IPA. They just, they just happen to name their beers. Like the one I had a couple of nights ago was Crudite. There was a, there was a, there's like a broccoli one and there's, um, i and
0: that and that crudite was like a triple. That was yeah, that was it was ten tri- percent. Yeah, it was ten yeah. percent. Yeah, that give, one was legit. Give that American cheese a sip. I'm, I'm interested. So Just,
2: this is the one that has. There's like a giant foam thingy that like right in the middle. I can't. I don't think I can get the camera to show it. There's like yeah. this. So it's probably gonna. I was avoiding it because it's probably gonna get all over my nose. But
0: so for the listeners, Ethan ma- mentioned a large foam head, and I told him what's what's the. It's pretty what's good. Verdict. It's Sometimes good. for an older beer, that's, that can be a, an indication of oxidation. Um, now I would be very surprised if that was happening in another half beer. Um, but I also, I took my damn time getting these shipped to Ethan. But so still, it shouldn't be a month old
2: Yeah. But only at a month, they shouldn't be oxidizing at a month. Right.
0: Yeah. But I didn't, I, you know, there was like three days where they weren't in the fridge. They were just in the cold yeah. garage yeah. back when it was 50 degrees out. So yeah, I
1: was worried, but yeah. you know. I
2: mean, it tastes fine. It doesn't taste like, um, was it, is it, what are the taste signs of oxidation? I know we've talked about that. Wet before. cardboard. Wet That's the best work. way I can say it. Wet yeah, it doesn't work. taste, it still tastes like solid. Okay, know. good. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got, speaking of marketing employees, we've got the
0: Citra Week box coming up. So I was already excitedly talking talking through with Ethan and Colin about the Citra Week box, which we will be bringing to uh, the House of Cernelia in a couple of weeks uh, for yeah. his Memorial Day Soiree. Um, so we'll, we will all be able to try it. Um, and the wonderful variety of beers that other half has got this time around. So. What, what do you get for, out of out of five? What, what's your rating for the American cheese, Ethan?
2: I, I think this one will get a four. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, I think. I mean, want to go, you
0: want me to go? Oh, sorry. I no, off. I was
2: just gonna say I think if it was fresher, maybe I or or some I don't know, but it tastes good. Yeah, it's it's, it's a four is still really solid. Put it so. put it in
1: front of you. Yeah, there you go. Carolina Tropical, Carolina Tropical, Mackay Brewing, Ocean Isle Beach, North Carolina. I was just at the beach last week. There's a nice little brewery right. Not down the street, but a seven minute eight minute drive from my parents' place and
2: oh, sweet.
1: Uh, it's it's uh it's a nice brewery for a beach town um there's actually a a another brewery in uh Calbash I think is what it's called, and I forget what the name of the brewery is that's actually a really nice brewery for you know being around a little beach town but uh, this is an OK. It's a it's an IPA. I was just looking. I was like, I'm pretty sure I've had it before. Uh, I gave it a three point five back in the day when I had right. it for the first time. So that's roughly what I was thinking even before I looked it up. So
0: not bad, though, for especially for a Beachtown brewery. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've got a bit of a throwback um, to the pre-hazy days.
2: Wow, um, there was a world before Hazy's. I know, right? This and they used to be
0: dominated by West Coast IPAs. And I've got a collab from the two breweries in Ohio that make some of the best West Coast IPAs out there. It's called Cry Ohio. It's a yeah. collaboration between Fatheads Brewing and Columbus Brewing Company. Now, Fatheads makes a beer called Headhunter, and Columbus makes a beer called Bodie, that are both considered some of the best west coast IPAs in the country for a while Bodie was like my favorite beer in Ohio before the hazies came and then headhunter is one of those beers that I always know I'm going to like no matter what like pick it up on the shelf it's usually like a week old and it's just delicious every time so they got they put their heads together and decided to brew a collab uh, imperial west coast IPA with uh cryo hops which is just another way that hop makers are trying to enhance their their so they're actually like freeze drying their hops it's you know, and it's not pelletized, it's not wet hopped. it's cryo hopped, So it's a freeze drying process is supposed to get like even more concentrated hop flavor, you know, from as quick as they can pick it to to freeze it. So it's, um, I give it a four and a quarter. I, I like it a lot. Um, you know, they even call out Yakima Chief Hops. They, they're, they're partnering directly with one of the big hop growers out west in Washington to try and get the most flavor in this, but it's it's really good. It's, it's a good representation of two of my favorite breweries in Ohio. So, if you guys get a chance and ever find yourself in Ohio, get yourself some Headhunter. Get yourself some Bodie. You won't be disappointed. Get fresh. Get yourself some fresh Headhunter. Fresh Bodie. You won't be disappointed.
2: Matt, did we go to Fatheads when I came to Cleveland? Yes, no? we did. We did. Okay.
0: That's that's the giant giant place we went to. Okay. Sweet. So um, they have had a meteoric rise. They've just. Like they 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 built a brewery in a giant warehouse and then we're like, Oh, well, this isn't big enough. <laughs> so they moved down the road and built like a brewery three times the size. Damn. Um and they sold their initial brewery to another up and coming Cleveland brewery, to a competitor that was an up and coming brew pub, which is also really cool. Like they were like, Hey, you guys need a brewery, here you go.
2: This so. um this reminds me really quickly, this is somewhat related. Matt, did you see this was like a few weeks ago now, I think, treehouse uh posted pictures of like a new place that it's buying like where, club. yeah like where is that like martha's vineyard or cape cod or some shit oh shoot
0: I don't it's some, remember, it's some but...
2: ritzy area i think and it looked fucking insane because in the tea but... yeah i was like holy shit i mean those uh those who you know are are like beer people know obviously treehouse is one of the very very best and and matt and i uh will occasionally drink them and have had some i think on the show before um and they have several beautiful locations in New England. They're out of Massachusetts. And they just they just bought a new location. They just posted about it on social media a few weeks ago. And I had meant to text you about it because it looks fucking epic. Yeah. It looks insane. Yeah.
0: It so yeah, so the they started in Monson, right? And they moved down the road to Carlton Cl- Charlton. Charlton, yep. And Charlton's the one I went to, like, I
2: think. Yeah. It's
0: just for you nerds, it's like fucking beer Disney World. Like the place is amazing. The thing mm. is. And then then they bought this place in Deerfield, which is just in Western Massachusetts. And that that looks amazing. It looks like Willy Wonka's beer chocolate factory. <laughs> and they've got a pizza restaurant there. Then they bought a place in the Sandwich, Massachusetts, which is worth it just for the name Sandwich. That's on the coast near the Cape. Um, so they've got like all sides of the state covered and they bought a country club. And they own a big farm. Um
1: I and think it's they're all doing in well in
0: Massachusetts, and it's like they don't need to distribute. <laughs> they make an enormous amount of beer, but they can sell it through their channels, and it's excellent. They have done an incredible job. You know, hazy beers don't scale up easily. There's a lot of places that tried making hazy beers on massive scales, and they suck. And uh, it took Treehouse a little a little while to figure it out, but they've done it, and it's amazing. Um, there was, there was, when they opened their big brewery in Charlton, it was kind of, they had about a three or four month period where everyone was kind of scratching their head going, you know, this doesn't taste right. Well, newsflash, it does now. Mm -hmm. They figured it out. Uh, And that's part of the mission statement. Just go to the website and read it. Like they talk about their mission statement as an unrelenting dedication to quality and they mean it. And it's insane. Colin. I would love to take you there yeah um, i'd love to take you and toddy and, and and your daughter there as well because it is a lot of fun yeah get stella place. drunk
2: on some uh on some strong treehouse ipas
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's it's a really cool place um
2: actually their stouts are delicious too matt and i have split a couple of their like specialty stouts, stouts are they do, they do too, yeah they yeah. do yeah they're just they're just they're fucking top notch all, across the board
0: and, and and the other thing ethan they just announced colin they just they just released for the first time ever their milkshake, their first milkshake IPA. Oh. Uh their first IPA with lactose is what well, they said. Well, I'm gonna going to be going.
2: I'll be going to Connecticut to visit my my parents sometime soon, probably in the next couple of months. So I'll I'll make a treehouse run when I'm up there, and and I'll, oh shit, I'll get whatever you guys want me to get. There. Yeah. Or, yeah, I guess it's not that long of a drive for you anymore, huh? Not anymore. Yeah, true. And you, you're crazy enough that you'll fucking drive six hours just to hang out at Treehouse for an afternoon with me.
0: You just got to convince uh, your parents, at least one of your parents, to come with you.
2: Yeah. Oh, they. if, if you're around, I think they would probably do it. I mean, they would want to see you for sure. Yeah, they would be thrilled to see you. They they might even, I don't actually, I don't know how often they listen. Dad, mom, if you're listening. Oh, well. well, speaking of that, speaking
0: of that, I'm going to steal this from you, Ethan. Uh happy birthday jim arts if you're listening happy birthday
2: how the fuck do you remember that my my dad's birthday is tomorrow i don't know how matt knows that or remembers that but my dad's birthday (laughs) is tomorrow so yeah may 19th so if he listens that's amazing and even if he doesn't jeremy will hear this and and you know one of us will tell him that you that you did that but
0: jeremy i I hope you watched the youtube video because i just freaked out of it there
2: (laughs) i can't believe you remembered holy shit (laughs) For those who don't know, I think I've already complained about this on the podcast, but Matt's memory is fucking insane. <laughs> um, and it really makes me ashamed of myself like all the time because I can't remember anything. I think we've, we've talked about this, right? I uh, can music remember music and baseball, sets, music and, baseball and nothing else. Whereas Matt will remember like all of these like, you know, important personal stories, things that we have done together and things like this. And I'm like, I you could be making that up. I don't I don't remember this at all. And and now apparently he remembers my, my dad's birthday. Guys, oh. it'll get
0: to the point where Ethan will send me articles being like, well, they researchers say that a lot of these memories are just things you've made up. And I'm like, no, I'm not making
2: this <laughs> up. Yes, you and my brother both need to see those articles. It's a real thing, though. Like, fake memories is like a real thing. I'm not saying that it happens to you guys no. necessarily. But in any case, good memory on that. The Holy shit. Yeah. Very impressed.
1: Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. So. I've got four topics. Uh, One is which we're going to start with non-baseball. Then we're going to move into baseball. We're going to get a little deeper into baseball. And then we're going to move to the fun stuff with our lovely listeners who sent in plenty of stuff during our couple weeks off here. And the first topic, uh, either you didn't see the release because neither one of you care about college football or you're too embarrassed to talk about the matchup because you know you're going to get blown up. But Penn State... Syracuse back on the schedule 2027. I think the first one's at the dome, and then the next year is at Happy Valley.
2: 2027.
1: That's how they do things in college oh. football. How much? Right.
0: How much is Penn State paying for a win?
2: Doesn't matter.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Wins mm-hmm. win. Uh huh. Yeah, I don't care about college football enough. I had no idea.
0: Mm. For, for those who are uneducated, uh, power five teams will often pay um non-power five conferences for like like if ohio state wants to play kent state they'll be like hey kent state come to ohio state this weekend we'll give you half a million dollars
2: oh and so kent we State's can stomp like, you and yeah but like kent kent State's State's
0: like, okay good this will fund our athletic budget for the rest of the year okay yeah
2: <laughs> um, honestly that like make that kind of makes sense actually yeah. i get that yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a smart deal all around kind of yeah, kinda, yeah. Although so, that is I mean, yeah, obviously
1: it's, not the case with this because Syracuse is not a power. Yeah, box, but I'm,
2: but, I'm still betting that
1: they are paying
0: Syracuse, card. but probably
1: not a half million bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: But it's, it's part of the larger economics of college football. I mean, Ohio state's going to sell out the horseshoe for a game like that. They'll make, you know, 10 million bucks that weekend or whatever it is. I don't know. I'm just throwing a number out there, but if it's a hundred thousand seats and a hundred bucks a seat, they'll make, they'll make 10 million bucks that weekend. So, so, um, you know, they can afford to do that.
2: Is, is Syracuse football decent again or no, what's been going <laughs> on? No. Weren't they like solid a few years ago with like this Dino Babers or whatever. They had a great, great name games, by the name. Huh?
1: They won 10 games one
2: year. Yeah. So actually, you know, our podcast, we should have a name, a name hall of fame. Uh, obviously stubby clap is number one, always and forever, <laughs> but Dino Babers should be up there. That's a pretty amazing thing. I think name. it's Babers, but. Oh, I thought there were two B's. I thought it was B-A-B-B-E-R-S. No, B. Dino Babers. I mean, that's still pretty good. Babers would be better, but Dino Babers is good, too. Uh, Yeah, you're right, Kyle. Yeah, just one, one, one second. B there. Dino Babers. Yeah. 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 All right. That's still good. We can still put him in the Hall of Fame, I think.
1: All right. Well, I'll see you guys in Syracuse in 2027. We can <laughs>
2: the game. <laughs> oh,
0: my God.
1: All right. Next three topics. We're going to oh, play. Oh, wait, Ethan.
0: Here, here's another Hall of Fame name.
2: Yeah, Louis Taint. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Wait, there's a guy. I was thinking like, because you know what's close is Louis tion Yeah, <laughs> and I oh, was like, wait, okay. did Shit. Matt that,
0: that, misread that? I misread it. Okay.
2: You did. Okay. Oh, <laughs> That's it. too bad. I got hopeful that there was an actual lewis Taint. Oh no, oh, no, you're just misread Louis Tiant. My Damn dad off. talks about him occasionally. I, I think he was in his prime, like maybe in the late 70s, 80s. I feel okay, like. Okay. Sorry. I'll that. redeem
0: myself. Uh, Pie trainer.
2: Oh, well, that is classic. Yeah, one of... So, well, I mean, if we... Fuck, we could do a whole episode about this. If you... So, Pie Trainer is one of these ancient baseball players from the early days, right? So, if you go back, like, seriously, if you're ever bored one day, pull up baseballreference.com and just... Search, go and look at team rosters from, like, the late 1800s and the early 1900s. You've got a several decades you can pick from, right? It doesn't matter if you choose 1910 or 1898, whatever. You pick, you pick like, those few decades, if you go in that time, the names back then. Oh, my God. Fucking insane. Pie Trainer is just scratching the surface. Like, I don't remember them all off the top of my head or whatever. Um, but absolutely, like, I don't know what happened between then and now. Names are so much more boring now. But back then, I mean, come on, Pi Trainer. That's awesome. That's fantastic. You know, uh, Honus Wagner, like even that, like we, I think we take that for granted because he's such a legend and we just he's Honus Wagner he's one of the best of all time. But think about that objectively for a second, right? If you're not a huge baseball fan and somebody says, Oh yeah, there's this guy Honus Wagner. You're going to be like, what the fuck? Like that is an insane name. So yeah, just tons of gems when you go back in that, in that time. All
0: right, Colin, I interrupted you.
1: Sorry. What's no, the next you're topic? You're good. It's a game. It's called happy dark meh and for each i want you to give me your opinion and it should match happy dark or meh
2: meh being like m e h like meh meh yeah. yeah okay all right
1: so the first topic is happy as of today today is what wednesday may 18th at 9:10 p.m. the los angeles angels occupy a playoff spot thus Otani and Trout would be playing October baseball if the season ended today. Obviously, we were a long ways away, but they've gotten off to a great start. Super exciting. I think the Yankees actually play the Angels in two weeks or so uh, at the stadium. So uh, I'm I'm super pumped. I, I would love... Nothing would make me happier than the Angels beating out the Astros, but the Astros have been playing really well lately. Just get to the playoffs, though. Give them a chance
2: yes 100 percent. i actually happened to just look at all the standings today just randomly because i hadn't looked in a while and i was curious like across the league right and i saw that the that the angels were in first i didn't realize and same exact thing super pumped really 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 fingers crossed that that shohei and trout both can stay healthy and that they can make the playoffs because how good for baseball and how fun would that be as a baseball fan to have those two playing playing in the playoffs just would just be so fucking good
1: very happy yeah very happy indeed all right. So we moved to dark pitcher. Matt Harvey was suspended mm. 60 games for being the supplier to the late Tyler Skaggs, who died from an overdose, opioid overdose again. Uh, unsurprising. There was, there was uh, information that had come out a, a couple months ago, linking the possibility of this, but just at the end of the day, very sad. And um, you know, Harvey and himself it, is a very sad story. And, the sense of how dominant he was back when the Mets were in the world series in 2015 and the dark night and, you know, all this type of stuff. And he's really taken a, a dark turn for his career. And now, you know, yeah. just knowing that he was the actual supplier for Tyler, um, you know, who, who tragically passed away, but um, yeah, just, just really sad and, and uh, it's, in a way I think gone a little bit unnoticed because the Skaggs death was so long ago. And because Harvey is no longer a superstar, but at the same time, I hope there's some lessons that major league baseball took out of this and um, you know, hopefully they can prevent it from happening again.
0: I'm going to go not dark enough though. He's still on a major league roster. He's on the Orioles roster. I think they, I think they missed out the major leagues missed out on a chance to make a statement. Okay. And I think they should have either suspended them for a year or for at least, you know, or, or potentially forever.
2: So now was there fentanyl in the stuff that Skaggs OD'd on? Is that what happened? Mm-hmm. Now, did Harvey know that there was fentanyl in it?
1: I think so. Do we
2: know? Because to me, this is like the kind of the crux of the matter. Like, um, and I think I talked about this last time we, we brought this up on the pod a few months ago. Um, and I don't know enough about, you know, I don't know the details of the case, which is why I'm asking, I'm curious, but like, if, if, uh, if Harvey didn't know that there was fentanyl, like, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but people are selling oxy to each other all the fucking time everywhere. And if you start like thinking of everybody who's distributing it as like somebody who needs to go to prison, I mean, I don't know. It's just a, obviously we have all these drug laws, but we also know that they don't do shit, that they're not effective. Right. Um, so to me, like, what, like this, this, this country is just weird to me because we're all about individual responsibility, right? Um, and if you buy some illicit drugs, you are kind of taking on a responsibility of, well, these are illicit drugs and I'm hoping that they're going to be what I thought they were going to be, but who knows? Um, now, granted, if if Harvey knew, if Harvey knew that there was fentanyl, okay, all right, I can kind of see where we're where we're getting at here. But if he just thought this was some regular ass oxy, like, come on, how many how many times do you think professional athletes are passing around oxy? Like, yeah,
0: but wasn't there the comment that Skaggs made about like those are the pills from Harvey, the pink ones; those are
2: the good ones. Is like, that right? Okay, and yeah. this is why I wanted to know more details. There was
0: knowledge there that there there was an extra kick in the Harvey stuff.
2: Yeah. Okay. And and so maybe they didn't know that fentanyl is what it was and that it could be lethal or something, but it maybe it was known maybe that they were extra strong for some reason or something. Yeah. yeah. And, I,
1: and I, I agree with you, Matt. Like I, I originally thought when I saw the suspension that it seemed, I said when I texted you guys about it, it didn't really seem harsh enough given the fact that somebody's dead. I wonder though, if that's part of the CBA in terms of, what you can actually do in terms of, you know, j- just like it is if you, if you violate the, uh, the drug protocols with, with steroids, for example, like they can't just wipe you out of the game. Yeah. You, you <laughs> have to follow the protocol because that's the agreement that the union made. So, um, yeah, I, I don't point. know for sure. I'd have to look into it, but I would imagine that that has something to do with why it's a 60 game suspension. Cause that's the first offense. If you, what, 60 or 80 games, right. If you test positive, for yeah.
2: steroid so 80. yeah and and but by the way i'm not saying by the you know i'm not i'm not like condoning uh um you know yeah. like the, the the dealing of of opioids and the taking of opi- opioids right obviously we know that that is a a truly horrendous problem in this country and has been getting worse each of the last few years i mean haven't we broken a hundred thousand like opioid overdose deaths the last two years so obviously this is like a, a, like a fucking endemic right this is this is like uh this is really horrible, so I'm not condoning that um just just wondering, you know, i just I feel like it probably probably unknowingly happens a lot and and i i think maybe there i would guess I was just saying that maybe there's some gray area in some of these situations, yep, yep. not necessarily in this one
0: no but, no I get that I guess yeah, that. that's all
2: I'm saying, but in any case, yeah, fucking pretty wild, and he was only skags was only twenty seven I'm just reading about it right now, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: All right. Let's segue into meh. Uh, we talked about this, that we were going to follow up on this on a podcast episode. And we haven't since then. So we need to talk about it because I think it's still relevant. Clayton Kershaw was taken out of a game in late April in the seventh inning when he had an opportunity to throw just a no hitter, right? Not a perfect game.
2: Um. Shit, what I, was I think it, it was just no hitter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, and so for those who don't know the difference between a no hitter and a perfect game is you can walk somebody, you can hit a batter, you can have an error. And, and that, that would constitute still as a no hitter, as long as you didn't give up any hits, whereas a perfect game, it's literally 27 up 27 down. That's it. And um, no one reaches base. No one reaches base. Yeah. yeah. So, so no double plays or anything like that. Right? right. Right. Yeah. That that's, that's a good point. Yep. Yep. Um, no, no double plays. So uh, it, it, for me, the reason I put it under the meh is because, like, A, Kersh is already on the, the uh, injured list. <laughs>
2: is he really? Uh, yeah. I didn't see this.
1: <laughs> since since then. And, like, I mean, just come on. The, the the Even though there's been way more no-hitters in Major League Baseball history than there's been perfect it was game. It was a
2: perfect game. I just looked it up. It was a perfect game.
1: Oh wow! Okay, so
2: that maybe changes it a little bit, but continue. that
1: does that does change it a little bit because I was just going to say like regardless, I guess the possibility the 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 probability of it happening is probably pretty low, even if you get through seven full innings. Like those mm-hmm. last two innings, they have to be the hardest innings, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, like the pressure is building. Everybody's aware. You're getting tired. You know, and and I mean, you, he's, you don't have your I've,
2: best stuff anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah, he already doesn't have his best stuff. Yeah, so.
2: just at this point in his career, yeah. he's he's been injury prone for years. At this point, right?
1: Yeah, he hasn't thrown. I, I saw somebody when he went on the IL about a week ago. He hasn't thrown. I think over a hundred and like eighty innings or something like that since twenty fifteen.
2: Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yep, yep. He threw one seventy eight and one seventy five in twenty nineteen and twenty seventeen respectively. But yeah. He hasn't thrown more than 180 innings since 2015. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah, meh. Like, the the Reds just threw a no-hitter <laughs> and lost.
2: Meh. I know, which is – well, that's kind of crazy, though, because that doesn't happen – that hasn't happened very much in history. Yeah, that, so like that's like kind six, of interesting. Six
1: times. Sometime? Yeah, so that's kind of
2: cool, right, because it's so rare. In the, in the case of Kirsch, like, I understand that – Like as a fan, it was pretty disappointing, Uh, you know, and I'm sure as a Dodgers fan, it was probably even worse than just being a baseball fan, you know, or a fan of Kersh like we are just outside of being a Dodgers fan. But um, but I do think it was the smart move based on Kershaw's injury history um, and what his tendencies have been as a pitcher the last few years. And he even said so after the game. He said it was the right move. Now, maybe he was just being diplomatic, right? Like he's known to be a very like kind of classy guy and everything like that. But um, it seems to be. I don't know. It seems to me like it was a good move in call. Like you said, he's already fucking on the IL. out. I didn't know that. Um, which is, which is a bummer, but you know, they were they were they were thinking term, and, 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 uh, it's understandable. He's only 34, but, but he's been having these injury problems and you want to, you want to make his career last as long as possible. And if he were to throw, how many pitches was he at? Like 80 something, or was he already up to a hundred? Do you remember? No idea. Um, but like, uh, I think Joe Paz wrote about this. So Johan Santana, a former great pitcher for the twins and Mets, especially for the twins. um, He threw a no hitter for the Mets back in, I think 2012. And he threw like 134 pitches, which was a fuck ton for the modern era. Like that's unheard of now in 2012, it still happened occasionally. Um, But he was never the same after that. Yeah. Like, um, and granted, that's just one example. And you can't, you can't say that that would happen to everybody. Um, But we, we do know, right. I mean, there is data about pitch counts. This is something that, that everybody pays attention to for a reason, um, and so I'm sure that there was data about Kershaw and about his pitch count and things like that, that made them think long-term, this is the smarter move. So,
1: yeah. And there has been a combined no hitter this year. There has been a no hitter that a team lost. And then there was an actual no hitter thrown by a pitcher who threw a full game. Uh, the angels, uh, I forget. Oh lost. yeah.
2: Um, uh, fuck. What was his name? I just saw it the other day. I was just read Detmers or something like that. Detmer. Yeah.
1: But the dude the dude from the Reds who threw the no hitter that when they lost on
2: Sunday. He's a big that, prospect, Hunter yeah, Green.
1: Yeah. Coney was talking about him on the podcast. Like he's coming into his own. Like he's gonna be it, it, I mean, they're gonna deal probably Castillo and um, you know, maybe Vado and, and Yeah, hey, R- I feel bad for Vado. I just saw Juan Soto's up for sale by the uh by the Nats uh and, and everything. No so. shit,
2: really. He's going to well, be a Yankee at some GM point. The GM said
1: he, he'll listen to offers about unloading him. Okay.
0: So. Well, it's funny because I was actually thinking, like, what, 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 what if we did like a, what is it? A uh, Luis Heel and um, Gil got hurt tonight. Oh
2: damn! Oh, to get dude to get fucking uh, to get Soto, Soto we Soto would have to...
0: Jason Dominguez, Joey okay. Gala, Luis Heel, and um, who's that yep. other that pitcher with a W name that everyone's? Would you? Ha-
1: newski or whatever there is there's a picture
0: of him. Like well, maybe maybe we get him from the
2: Nationals? Yeah. Mm,
1: well, it's not going to be Giel anymore because he pointed to his elbow and said I'm done and came off the mound tonight.
2: Fuck. That's not good. Yep. I think the only way we would get Soto in a trade, we'd have to get rid of Volpe, Dominguez and Volpe and like Peraza too or like we'd have to yeah, we all don't need of the
1: Anyway. Just fuck, fucking pay Judge. Pay the man yes. 99.
2: Yeah, pay him. Seriously, no, but, but,
0: there was, but there was an added bonus to my my proposal and that it gets rid of Joey Gallo.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were just, you wanted us to fucking take that bait and get all into a thing.
1: <laughs> wait, 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 wait. This is great actually though, because this will segue us nicely into talking about the Yankee paranoia. That is so real right now across major league baseball as the Yankees, as of today have the best record in major league baseball. And the reason I'm I'm talking about the Yankee paranoia is uh, not just because friend of the podcast Joe Posnansky and Michael Schur just did half of a podcast episode <laughs> on Yankee paranoia, but I uh, I was I was listening to our past podcasts, uh, little friends here that that I have Ethan and Matt, and I was listening to our predictions early in the year, and it seemed like you guys were super high on this team from Toronto.
2: I still am. It's only May 18th, pal. Okay. Uh,
1: uh but but in those episodes you also were giving me shit about my 104 win prediction and i don't know as of right now that's looking pretty good
2: as of now you're looking good it's only may 18th okay yeah and also here's the other thing too and i don't know if we talked about this when we did our predictions but um i'll give a little personal history here to the to the listeners um so, some of you may, may know, we may have talked about this. Colin and I lived together for a couple of years. Um, back in like 2013 to 2015, we lived together, uh, you know, as, as, as big boys, as adults doing, doing life and stuff. And we happened to live together. Also, one of those years we lived with Brother Dan. Shout out to Brother Dan. Um, so what we found at the time, and we've kind of maintained this a little bit over the years. Uh, and obviously people who know me know, I don't go in for superstition, but this one's fun. Um, basically what happens is I bash the Yankees and I talk about like how much they suck and how little, little faith I have in them. And Colin is always like the opposite. He's always like, he's, he's optimistic and he's very faithful and he, he believes right. And usually that mix, it's like the right mix, you know, like it even happened the other day. And of course this this is all just like random coincidences, but what were we, we were texting who was I, was it Glaber? Maybe I was talking shit about somebody in our text yeah, thread. It, w- it was labor, Yeah. Yeah. Had yeah. The hard hits. Yeah. And yeah. then like, literally he had like a two run double, like into the gap, like after that or something like that. Um, yeah, I'm going to
1: rock it up the middle.
2: <laughs> so this is all key. This is all part of the plan. Me, me getting really high on the blue Jays and talking about how I doubt the Yankees. It was all, It's all part of the plan. So,
1: <laughs> well, the reason, the reason that the paranoia is, is so real is because, and, and so, especially Mike Sure. It does a really good job at explaining this, but like the, oh, the reason yeah. that, that people get so upset about the Yankees is because like, all right, you expect judge, you expect Cole, you expect Stanton, like to have good years. Like those, those are the expectations, but it, it's the crazy things like Joey Gallo could be batting a buck 50. And then he comes up on Sunday night with, you know, the, the Yankees had the lead, but trying to give them some breathing room and hits a bomb a two run homer puts the game out of reach and the Yankees take three out of four from the White Sox, who, again, as I've said on this podcast many times is one of the most overrated teams in baseball. And so it's just like those type of things happen all the time. And uh, whether it was like Luke Voigt when he first came over and some of that other black.
0: Wait, how many RBI does he have, though?
1: I, okay
2: I, who f- gives a fuck about rbis it's 2022 man it,
1: it doesn't matter the paranoia is Seven? real though when, <laughs> when a guy who sucks as bad Seven? as joey gallo does. no 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 no, no ethan ethan rbis still matter
2: they don't you don't
0: win if you don't score runs oh God.
2: yeah so let's talk about actual runs scored not rbis rbis are a, are a fucking it's a it's a chance stat it just, if you're lucky enough to come up to bat, when there are lots of people on base, you're going to get a lot of RBIs. It doesn't matter if you're any good, you can suck. But if you're hitting at a point in the lineup where there's people who get on base a lot in front of you over the course of like 500 at bats in, in a year, you're probably going to drive in hundred runs. Even if you suck, RBIs are, I'm not saying that they're pointless. I'm just saying that they're over, overvalued.
1: They're overvalued.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I, and by the way, Matt, I'm coming more to your side on fucking Gallo. I told you that. I texted this the other day. I'm losing hope in him. I'm losing, you know. It's It's been really difficult. Yeah, so, I, I think yeah. it was a great trade. I, th- I, I think Cashman was on the money. I think it was an awesome trade. I think it was smart, just like with Sonny Gray. But sometimes these things just don't pan out. These guys yeah. can't fucking handle it.
0: And Gallo is one run worse than an average player in terms of offense generated. So yeah.
2: So yeah. So he has been. Yeah, he has been, a been not at all. Off the street, he's, he's one been horrible. Run worse. Yeah. No, he's been bad. He's been really bad. It's still May eighteenth. There's still time, technically speaking.
0: OK, Jose Trevino has more war than he does,
2: which is which is that is like the most damning thing. Yeah. So everybody. So Matt sent this to our text thread today. I think it was today. Right.
0: The part time backup catch that we got for table scraps. Yeah. For the Rangers. That's the most
2: that's the most damning thing here. That's really devastating. That's horrible. That's so, really
0: horrible. so, yeah. OK, Joey, suck in the field. That's fine. Or, I mean, suck at the plate. That's fine. But make you make catches on routine fly balls to left field at least.
1: Hey, last night though he made he instead of diving for that ball in the ninth mm. inning when Chappie was was doing his thing trying to blow the save, mm. he kept it in front of him and preserved the win. So well, Castro would have caught it. No. Oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, now here's my question though, Matt. If Gallo turns it around. If, he's si- if he finally figures it out. Matt's and... never
1: going to give him credit. He still thinks, this is, this is my he question. Still thinks Wilson Benemite was going to be a good player, and he hasn't played baseball in like 25 years. you <laughs> a Scott Proctor, so we'll shut the fuck up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Both of you are still fucking sour about but that. Ethan, oh Ethan, go,
0: to your, go to your Gallo like if he turns around, I've got it
2: pulled up. I'm looking at Gallo, yeah.
0: If he turns it around, what are yep. you about to say?
2: If he turns it around... I'm not going to ask you to like eat shit or anything like that, but like if he turns it around, will you be like, okay, hey, he turned it around. This is good. I'm now a Gallo fan.
0: Turning it around to me means I, I need to see four to five war this year.
2: Yeah, I I'm need- with you. I agree with that. I need to
0: that. see an average above 200.
2: Yeah. Well, okay. So here's, I would say, so I'm looking at his career. He only broke four war once. The other years he was like two and three. So I would be, I would be content if he hit three. He only has gotten three or more war twice. I'd be content if he got to three. Um, but in general, I'm with you. Yes. He needs to have a batting average. And you know, I don't give a shit about batting average, but goddamn, if it's under 200, it's just so ugly.
0: I mean, he had four war in 95 games with the Rangers last year.
2: And then Wait, did he? Yeah. Oh yeah, that was last year. That was only in ninety five games. Holy fuck. Yeah. So he was so good last year yeah. with the Rangers. He wow. was seventeen runs better than average. And then he got to the Yankees and he's been three worse. And he was horrible. Right. So I would if he was if he if he was worth three war this year, that would be that would be decent. And if his on base or let's say OPS, if he was to get his OPS up uh to like the eight twenty five, eight fifty range, that's like a very solid OPS. Then I would be like, All right. This is this is okay. So I don't know.
0: Like at least hit some sacrifice flies
1: or
2: something. Something something. Well, what's so? He just
1: crushed a two-run homer in the ninth inning with two outs,
2: two days ago. And then a game
1: that we
0: were already ahead in.
2: Yeah,
1: he gave them the breathing room that they needed, which Which is cool. Yeah, so
2: he hit a homer. That's cool. That's good. I'm saying what's a bummer though about this, and I think I've mentioned this before, right? Both both on the pod and off the pod is like if he does figure it out. Yankee Stadium is like a dream for him. He's a pull hitter and it's the short porch in right field. Like, oh yeah, I did talk. Like he could hit fucking fifty homers. Like if he actually found his swing, he could hit fifty homers in Yankee Stadium, you know? So it would be well, pretty great if he did. You we could have three fifty homer hitters, right? Like if Gallo actually figured his shit out, Judge Stanton and him are all legit like fifty homer. Has has there ever been three fifty homer hitters on one team? I don't know if that's if that's ever happened before. Yeah. I think, I think two think. hitting 50 only happened once. I actually think I just saw something about this um, online. Yeah, I think, yeah, Marison Mantle in 61. I think uh, that was it. Yeah, I think MLB just posted about it. Uh, I think maybe their Instagram or something. Yeah, so can surprising. you imagine? Like Judge and Stan could absolutely do it. There's no doubt. We know that, right? If they stay healthy. But if Gallo figured his shit out, we could literally have 350 homer hitters on the same team.
1: Although Judge leads the league in homers, and he only has 14, and it's... Again, yeah, what it's would only he, May 18th? But I
2: wonder what he would be on pace for at this point. I mean, 14 seems solid to me, well, yeah,
1: seems kind of low games. for what the league leader would be yeah. 36
0: we, divided by 162. So we're one fifth of the way. So 14 times five would be like 45. No, no,
2: 65 or 70. Yeah, okay. So he's on pace oh. for a lot.
1: Wow. Okay. I'm way off. All right. I guess that's better than what I thought. Anyway, I'm feeling good about my prediction. I will say really yeah. quick. I'm just really curious. What are you, are you guys feeling that this is a special year so far? Are, are you, yeah. are you waiting for the shoe to drop? Like, no. What's, what's your feeling about things? so far? No,
0: I, I feel every night the
2: Yankees play, we're going to win. Um, so, okay. So this is a very interesting question. I'm waiting for the shoe to drop. Um, which says more about my attitude than anything else because what's really cool, right? Is Kyle, you sent this to us in the, in the group chat. Um, What was it? Was it 22 and eight or, or something? There was a certain record. Oh, right.
1: Yeah. 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 I know what you, yeah. uh, All their uh, team history. They've started either like 22 and eight or better five times and they've won the world series yeah it was
2: it was more than that right it was like eight times and they won the pennant every single year and they won the world series every year except for one which was 2003 and and this year they started with that record 22 and 8 or whatever it was i can't remember exactly but it was something like that um and now i mean right they have the best as we said they have the best record in the majors what are they like 27 and 9 or something like there's three no doubt. away from another win yeah like they're playing awesome it's, it's really great um, I guess for whatever reason, I just, you know, I, I, I still don't trust it. It's still so early, even though that start is pretty amazing. And, and that, those numbers are awesome, but Matthew. Gallo
0: tonight. Oh, for three with three K's. Fuck. <laughs> one walk probably right yeah but, but guess what that those are his 18th 19th and 20th k's against the orioles this year the fucking <laughs>
2: orioles oh that's really see okay this is the shit oh man matt is bringing it tonight so yeah. not yeah, only I, does Trevino
0: things up today at work yeah.
2: <laughs> not only does trevino have more war but he has struck out 20 times against the orioles who are fucking garbage man i am like losing hope i don't know if he can figure it out it with us Last Last thing I'll say
1: before we move on to the fan stuff. If, if the Yankees do something special this year, we're going to look back at that weekend where those fries were fucking awful. Turning turning point. point.
2: Yes. (laughs) You know what, dude, if, if we have an amazing 104 win year and we win the pennant, I will eat those frozen fries 10 more times. (laughs) Like I I, will absolutely worth it. I will drive to,
0: dc and i will make ethan eat some soggy uh-huh. bad microwave <laughs> those 13
2: dollar guinness blondes fucking Ooh. you know i'll do oh, it again man. i'll do it again absolutely if that's the fucking turn totally worth it totally worth it yep. i love it yeah because because th- that's actually true though right like so yep. they lost like two out of three to baltimore that series right since think-
1: then since then i think they've only lost four games yeah, yeah they holy won fuck. Every series. that's
2: so funny okay amazing love it
1: yeah. Yep. all right boys Let's move into, first I'm going to give you some feedback that I got from Uh-oh. from the former Lorraine Stoddard, now Lorraine Pascarella.
2: Lorraine, oh my oh, god. Man. Wait, hold on a second. <laughs> Lorraine, Lorraine listens to this fucking podcast?
1: <laughs> I knew this was going to get you guys. <laughs>
0: Lorraine, you should come on.
1: Leave Hi, on Lorraine. Lorraine. Okay,
2: so I have to tell a quick story. Um, Lorraine and I played in Little League together which is awesome. She I think she was the only girl in Little League, like the one or two years that we played together, which is super cool. And then she and I also played in band together in high school. And awesome person. I, I haven't you know, seen her or talked to her in, in a million years. But um, she's awesome. And I am shocked. But anyways, continue.
1: Yeah, well, uh, the feedback and it, it's it's nothing crazy. But she just said uh, that my your or, uh, Yeah, my Matt, Ethan, our podcasts, uh, I'm trying to read it in, in a way that makes sense to the listeners, uh, cracks her up. She said she really enjoys the baseball banter. So if if she's serious, she'll enjoy today's episode as well.
2: Sweet. Shout out to Lorraine. That's amazing. Love it.
1: <laughs> All right. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven five, six, seven. Seven
2: questions. What, seven? Jesus Christ. Seven.
1: So can't go too long on them.
2: I'll just zip my lips and let you guys answer. <laughs> some of
1: these questions are going to be super difficult. Again, I've only scanned them, but I've seen some names, I've seen a couple words, and I'm like, "Oof. Oh boy." All right. Uh so, who wants to volunteer to take question number 1? I let, let's do it that way. Let's <laughs> let's let's each volunteer to take Uh, Actually, between the two of you, since since I have the questions and I'll 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 be too biased about it.
2: Okay, Matt, the two of
1: you, you volunteer. Who wants question one?
2: I got you. Yeah, Matt's got it.
1: Okay, Matt, would you rather share a studio apartment with Antonio Brown and Trevor Bauer for a week? (laughs) Or take a laser pass from Patrick Mahomes to the beanbags from seven yards away? Oh
2: wow, that's hilarious.
0: Oh. Oh man, I don't know who asked this, but I would take the laser pass. I would take the laser pass.
2: Uh apartment with with Brown and Bauer. No. They're not they're, they're not going to do anything to me. What do they want with a with a scrawny Jew? It's fine.
0: No, I, Ethan, he's going to like you're going to wake up in the middle of the night and Antonio Brown's going to be like like Standing over you like fettuccine Alfredo is just mac and cheese, but it's not cheesy enough for AB. Throw them cheese to AB.
2: <laughs> oh my God. Amazing.
0: Uh, so All right. good. great question. He's going to have a knife in his hand.
2: Jesus.
1: All right, Ethan, you got this one? Yep. You can have only one meal for the remainder of your life tacos, burgers, or pizza. Go.
2: Uh, pizza. Specific kind, Uh, Frank Pepe's. Yeah, yep. Tacos.
1: All right. Tacos would be good too. We can go back and forth, or or you can keep volunteering for a question. I'll go. All right. Does anyone actually like the show Friends, or is it just on all the time for no reason? (laughs) (laughs) Great question. Oh
0: no! At the risk of um, upsetting a number of friends of mine um they do no like fun.
2: it it's a re- it's a religion
0: yeah lots I, of people do.
2: i don't get it i've but. seen some episodes that are funny i get it it's it's come under a lot of scrutiny now because it aired from 1994 to 2004 and so when people look at it from a 2022 lens they find lots of things that are problematic um which i you know i understand but also like shit you know stuff is a product of its time so like you know it is what it is, but I've seen some episodes that are funny. You know it's all good. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right. Uh, I, th- I feel like I should ask this question to Matt, even though it would probably be funny to all if right. I asked mm-hmm. it to Ethan. But... Hey,
2: if, if you want to ask Matt, yeah, go for it. Go.
1: Yeah. So if if us three were to go spend a weekend in Vegas, who would lose the most money and why is it Matt?
0: <laughs> <Does it matter? laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh man no you guys you guys have never been gambling with me have you don't think so i get i guess i'm a tightwad i i get like
2: see i wouldn't gamble at all i would be like you guys go i'm not fucking going see ya. like i would not oh, man i'm all.
0: like i only enter a casino with how much money i'm willing to lose <laughs> that so, is 100 percent true so i yes. would only go to the casino with 50 dollars, and once i lost it i'd be done Burr. yeah
1: yeah
2: yeah (laughs) that's funny
0: let me let me reach down underneath my like i would bring my blackjack cheater card uh, (laughs) which is completely legal to have out it just tells you what to do for everything like this column is like what you have and this is like what the dealer is showing and it tells you what to do and guess what if you follow these instructions, you still lose <laughs> because <laughs> the game is rigged for the house. That's how they make money. That's why they're <laughs> called a the casino. But this is this will get you close, as close as possible to the 50-50 odds that blackjack offers. But
2: yeah. Nice. That's funny. Are you gonna tell us who sent in these questions afterwards? Maybe. Okay. Maybe.
1: All right. This question's for Ethan. Ethan. What instrument could you play with your feet and when will you do it on a podcast? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, Okay. So when you say play music, that's a very, that's very, very broad, Um, you know, because, because when you're asking somebody like me who has all of the training and experience that I have, there are a lot of things that I could play for you, whether I'm playing it or whether I'm showing you a recording, there's a lot of stuff I could show you that you would not think counts as music there's a lot of really crazy avant-garde shit out there. Think of like Jackson Pollock. Okay. Uh, Those art fans out there know that Jackson Pollock is a super famous 20th century artist. And it basically looks like he just took paint and he just like chucked it at the canvas. And it's just like a huge splatter mark. Right. Um, There's music that exists. That is basically that in music form. Right. So that said, I could absolutely play the piano with my feet. And it would just sound like a Jackson Pollock painting right? It would be fucking just, it would be like a bunch of random sounds and and it would be extremely dissonant and nobody would want to listen to it. Um, but there is music like that, that exists, right? Um, more realistically, um, uh, you could actually, you could play some drums, you could do some percussion with your feet, you know, and you, and you could actually make like decent sounds and decent rhythms with your feet. Um, so, so maybe, maybe I'll do that at some point, maybe I'll get some sort of percussion shit and, uh, and, and, and do some beats with my feet.
1: What could you realistically do with what you have behind you?
2: With what I have here, like on me. Yeah. Um, with my feet.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, you
1: have to do it on a podcast episode.
2: Yeah. Right. The stuff that I have here, like actually in my life right now, only piano. I don't have any like, actually, what do I have for, for perca- percussion? precaution? I might have like a tambourine. I could like, I could like <laughs> tap on a tambourine with my feet. Um, I think that's like pretty much it for right now. That's, that's what I have. Yeah. All right.
1: Report yeah. back next week. We'll yeah. be waiting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who wants to take the next question? We got two left. Two left. Ask it. Give this one to Ethan. Oh, okay. All right. All right. You have the first overall pick in a restart up league. Who are you picking for the NBA, NFL, and Major League Baseball? Sorry, hockey.
2: Are people, um, is it people their age right now? Doesn't specify. Doesn't specify? Sure, sure, we should say like right now. Um, For baseball, I'm picking trout. Um, NFL, probably Mahomes and NBA. um, How old is Giannis?
1: Young enough that you could build around him.
2: Yeah. Giannis I think maybe would be up there. Or, um, or like no. Zion Williamson. Oh no, Luca? Oh, I guess he's real big, isn't he, huh? I don't follow the NBA close enough. He I guess won he's won the MVP huge. for
1: a second in yeah. yeah. a row. And
2: and he's really young, right? Yeah, Giannis yeah. or
1: or Luca would probably be the, the, the in terms of building around young. I'm actually surprised you picked Trout in baseball. I, I figured you would have went with like Soto or
2: I mean those would be great choices, but it's Trout. He's the greatest of all time, and he's still only like 29. And, uh, you know, he's only been getting better. And as far as we know, he's going to be this good for another three, four years. Even if it was only three, four years, still worth it, in my opinion. Worth it? Okay. Yeah. All right. To have the greatest player of all time, absolutely. All right. Yeah. Now Acuna? is cool. If I was going to go with a young guy, I would go with Soto, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of, one of the younger guys, right? Yeah, I probably do. I probably do Soto. Um, but yeah, no trout trout is still, he's still lit for me. No doubt. That was a good question. I like that one.
1: All right. All right, Matt. Last question. This person spent the past weekend when they sent me this question in Pittsburgh and went to a pirates game and he, and they said the stadium was so gorgeous. It almost made up for how unwatchable baseball has become. (laughs) I don't know why they had to add that
2: detail. But. <laughs> that's fair. No, I think that's a good point. We we, we can talk about that more at some point. <laughs> the question is, what is the best sports venue
1: you have been to? In parentheses, this might be a repeat question from a previous episode. And I want to note that this person, their grammar is, is pretty decent. But the last two questions that they asked did not have a question mark after it, they had a period. so. Just coaching for the future. (laughs) I mean, you guys are going to make fun of me for this. Lambeau Field. Yeah? Holy shit. Why would I make fun of you for that? Lambeau
0: Field was amazing. Uh, Did not feel like a 100-year-old stadium based on the atriums and the concourses they built and the upgrades they did. um, Oh, man, that place was amazing.
2: Is this only sports venues? What was the question?
1: Yeah. Sports venues.
2: Eh, I haven't been to any sports venues that I thought were that mind-blowing. Yankee Stadium? The eh. original? Meh. The What's... original was crappy. It was fine, yeah. but I mean, there's a lot of history, which is cool. But, like, in terms of, like, for me... By far, there are music venues that are that have been like much cooler to be at, like oh, Red oh, Rocks. For instance. okay, well, oh, oh, also right. the
0: like the Legends Club seats I had last Labor Day at Yankee Stadium. That was pretty. That was
2: pretty cool. That does sound cool. Yeah,
0: I, I ate freaking filet mignon at Yankee but, uh, Stadium. It was free.
2: <laughs> I want to add one thing really quickly, just to go back. Um, uh, uh so the Lambo and Matt, if you want to say more about Lambeau, obviously, but but and that was a cool answer. But really quickly, just to tack on to what I had said about Trouty. So he's thirty he already has 2.7 war in 34 games. Like, like if he's on pace for like 12 war now, granted he might not, he might not. I I did it like with like 154 games. He probably won't play that many games. He might get hurt, whatever point is he's 30. He's like still fucking incredible. Like, yeah, it's insane. He has I an eleven twenty three OPS right now, a two twenty seven OPS plus. Like think he was leading the league. Like he's on, and actually they're not even bold. So so somehow he's not leading the league, which which mm, he which was at one point. Like, who be. the fuck has a yeah? Maybe it's maybe it's Judgey. Yeah, but, but he's, they won. I mean, Trout's still the best though. So yeah, they won. Yep. So the Yanks are now twenty eight and nine. Woo! Yeah. So Let's go baby. I actually now that you know we were talking about the records and stuff, I want to know what other years they have started 28 and 9. I'm sure there's a way to look that up. But 28 and um, 9 seems whatever like a really whatever good they
1: were so that that's what they are now with the win. Uh yes. So what they were previously was what they were in 98. Oh, so wow. I, don't know if they, I don't know if they won the next game.
2: Right. right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Sweet.
1: I mean, it's it's It it would be some. I was just talking with Andrew the the other day, and he was saying how people are like, "Oh yeah, they're going to challenge that you know 114 win team, or even the 116 win uh, Mariners team, and whatever." And I'm like, "God, baseball was just so different then, and especially in '98, it was an expansion year. The pitching was super watered down. Yeah, yeah. so steroid
2: era, the height of the steroid era. So different. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, I I mean, they, they could certainly win. You Know, I think what the Red Sox did, uh, uh, uh what in 2018,
2: yeah, like what 108. They do,
1: 108, 100, 109. Um, but you got to think a slump is coming at, at some point just because, yeah, like, yeah, the pitching is so good. And, and uh, I don't know, the, the biggest thing is like, I was listening to John and Susan yesterday, I was coming back from a game that I, I was uh, at, Gil. And uh, in and, and what in the the catcher that they got in the Donaldson uh, trade, um, both injured today. They're like the two most major injuries that they've had all year. Which is like, and they're, a huge and they're both stroke like expendable yeah. players, like yeah. compared to what they've had the past, especially the past uh, two, years, two three years. <laughs> um, you know, think about that 2019 team, uh, especially. Like, it's just amazing that they have the health that they do right now. And if they can yeah. maintain that, then I'll, I'll say like, okay, maybe they won't go through a major slump, but I, I, I just find it hard to believe that nobody's getting hurt at any yeah. point in the season, but who knows it's um, I I feel the specialness, the cool thing. So yesterday Chappie was a little, little wild and uh, they, they ended up getting the win. And uh, obviously judge, he had a big night should have had three homers and there were a couple other things, but they gave the championship belt that they give out they gave it to Chappie and Sweeney Murdy was, was talking about like, that's a, that's a chemistry thing. Like they understand that there were people who played better that night than Chappie did, but they understand how important Chappie is to getting where they want to be. And ultimately he did get the final out of the game. Like, even though he made it interesting and everything. And it's like, yeah, yeah, there, there's a specialness to this team right now. It's, it's cool. I don't know if Uh it's the Donaldson thing. I don't know if it's bringing it, you know, here's whatever it is, but,
0: I'll go. I'll go back though. I'll say what's even more special though is after the much maligned Gallo gaff and left Gallo gaff. I'm going to start saying that Gallo Gallo
2: gaff. gaff. That's good. Yeah. In
0: left field, where he missed what should have been a fairly routine pop up, and it created an extra, you know, 15 pitches for Savvy and a much more difficult inning. They, Michael K, made a point to call out that as Gallo was running in, Severino pointed at him.
1: Clapped his glove and said, "I got you." Cole did that the other night yeah. too. Yeah, and Cole did that, made IKF, name. yeah, yeah, and
0: like I got uh, you, don't worry. Like that's gonna that that's okay. I like that. I didn't not, see this. He's not showing up. as teammate, he's saying, "Make the next play, make the next hit." You know, and we that pick each other
2: happened. up. All of us, yeah, all of us fuck up sometimes. We pick each other up.
0: That was yeah. important.
2: Yeah, that's amazing. And I also want. Here is what I want to say: If the Yankees continue this and they do win a hundred plus games this year. And they, you know, hopefully do well in the playoffs. Are all the Aaron Boone haters going to shut the fuck up? <laughs> no. And talk about not. how Booney is actually a good manager.
1: No, of course not. Unbelievable. They won't even give they won't even give Cashman credit. If no, won, of course if they, they won't. In me. a best case scenario, if they won the World Series this year, overwhelmingly, like if they just dominated the entire year, like in in the best case, best case scenario, like a 1998 season. Yeah, they would still not get credit because they they would be like, well, it took them like fifteen years to to get another title. And <laughs> I, would, I, I'd give Cash uh... credit, I
2: wouldn't
1: give Boone credit. See, I get, I see, absolutely,
2: I give them both credit, hundred percent. Yeah,
1: yeah. Th- this is what we we talked about this when we were making our predictions. You cannot crush Boone, but you can also not say that he is he he can't be responsible for them winning, even though Ned Yost really tried to make that happen in Kansas city. Like, it's it's just not a thing. Like say what you want about like what managers do and what they're responsible for and how much of an impact they make. Like it's, it's just impossible to me to think that he is such a fucking moron when he's a third generation major leaguer and his family, like the dude has more baseball knowledge than the three of us would ever have. If we lived, if we lived 400 years combined, like, and Cashman
2: and Judge both vouched for him big time, which is all it takes for me. Yeah, you know, yeah, big time. Like Judge Probably specifically now, talked about how he was a special coach.
1: Year.
2: Oh, I'm not saying that he doesn't make some tactical errors, right? That's t- that's typical for managers there, and shit like that. But there that. was a
1: preponderance of tactical errors last year.
2: <laughs> but it's mean, always just, been. He's
1: yeah. he's always had. Div- see, see, here's the thing. His value tactical, is in
2: other areas. I think. Right. He,
1: here's here's the thing with the tactical errors that drives me crazy is like that there somebody's got to do a study on it because i personally feel like that is that is so much attached to luck than anything else because like okay you take the dynasty years and you take like what joe tory did joe tory was the same manager on the back end of his time in new york and pulling the same type of moves but they didn't give him the same results as they did when they were in the 90s yeah. does that mean he was bad tactical manager the the last like five years in new york no it just means like that those were his tendencies and they just happened to work
2: out because of of random Oh, you
0: see it was don zimmer that was really (laughs) the
2: reason (laughs) yeah no this is a great point this is a great point
1: i just i just i just like i don't know that anyone is really as amazing a tactical manager as, as we may make them out to be. And I don't know that anyone's necessarily as bad as we make them out to be. I just think there's so much random luck that plays into it. And, and that luck is also just like the performance of the players, like those dynasty players, even though they they weren't necessarily the biggest names for, for the most part, for whatever reason, they had this clutch gene. But those teams that Joe Girardi had from 2008 to 2000, let's say 12 or so that that core that kept making the playoffs every year and and won a World Series, they had the same opportunities to hit that walk off homer or hit that big, uh, you know, game winning hit or, you know, pitch as well, but they just didn't do it. Does that make Joe Girardi a worse tactical manager than joe tory like no it's the performance of the players
0: well, but at then, the end of the day then, then we shouldn't give credit boone any credit for anything then right like,
2: yeah but it's not about the tactical stuff that's not what we're giving right, credit right. or taking credit exactly. away for in my opinion it has to do with the shit that we can't quantify exactly right yes. like this shit about that we we're just talking about with Seve, like being at gallo like i got you yes like helping to develop and, and run that the kind the of house. culture yes. yeah yes. like that is the shit i think that the manager is way more responsible for and if that shit is happening with the yankees right now that means they've got a pretty good fucking culture going on right now and that shit comes from comes from the manager that shit's coming from booney
1: yeah and like go back in baseball history you think those guys don't fucking know what they're supposed to be doing like on the field like the, what they're responsible for like they know what they what they need to do how they need to execute they don't need a manager to tell them you know and and whatever like it, it's yeah. like all right give me the fucking ball and let's go you know but- and
0: but that only goes so far. I like just look. For example, the the extra outs on the bases that the Yankees generated last. The astounding number of outs on the bases they like that comes down to coaching. Well,
2: well that's so that's Boone. interesting. Yeah, because haven't didn't they over like they overhauled the coaching staff except for Boone this year, right? Does seem to be making a difference. It's really yeah. interesting. So Reggie Willits is gone. He was the base except,
1: coach. Except, except, uh was it saturday night they could have swept the white Sox and ikf inexplicably got thrown out trying to go to third when judge was due to come up
2: and- oh i saw that yeah that was bad that was bad yeah
1: yeah yeah but but yeah to your point matt they've obviously been a lot better but that's not aaron Boone. like that that's just simply not aaron Boone. but again
0: i have a problem giving aaron credit then too like credit for what but if, it, if it's not his doing then then
2: the culture shit is why his don't we doing? just hire
0: someone who's like jolly go lucky, happy cultural manager guys. that's aaron boone uh,
2: I, uh, that's who he is yeah that is i think that yeah i think that's the point
1: yeah you literally just described who aaron boone is yeah. and what he is there to do joe girardi was the complete opposite and brian cashman did not want it for whatever reason whether it was the communication with sanchez or whatever it is he did not want joe and his like military style communication and and just the style overall he wanted a happy-go-lucky dude who is obviously has a fire inside him was a major leaguer himself knows how to play the game knows how to fucking savages game. in the box yeah but yeah, guys I don't like, know
0: if that's what wins in october then
2: we're gonna find out hopefully
0: yeah well we've, we've seen a couple of years in a row it doesn't <laughs>
2: Yeah. but Okay. But again, but, but still, that's not a good point, though, because like Joe Torrey is like exactly what Colin was talking about. Yeah, Joe yeah. Torrey had like the same players. He had a few really, really great years. He had the same managerial tendencies for like most of his career, probably. And his, he probably his success varied better, wildly. He, no, he, he didn't have the had same players, so The 98
0: team was not the same as the 2002 team.
2: I mean, yeah, 98 he, and 02 were probably pretty fucking close. 05, maybe not so much. But he still had stacked teams regardless. He always yeah. had a great roster. Not,
0: not, not in 96? Yeah, he did. They were a ragtag in 96. Oh, my God.
2: They had, <laughs> Bernie, Bernie, Pauly, hey, Tino, guys. Jeter, ragtag? Jimmy Key, Wade Boggs.
1: How many Hall of Famers were on this Wade Boggs, Derek Jeter, Mariano Rivera. That's three off the top of my head.
2: We're going down. That ain't, uh, I think that we need ain't to say
1: this tag. for future
2: episodes. <laughs> it would be kind of a fun debate in future episodes. <laughs> All right. Well, that was like, that was some fun mouth shit. I I just
1: I just want to say I am I've never been super high on Aaron Boone, but I'm not. I'm just not going to be that person who's going to be like, in spite of Aaron Boone, the Yankees won. I'm not like, saying spite,
0: but I'm saying. I stand behind my thought that we should have fired him this past offseason.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm just as – I will say I'm just as surprised as you that he is here and that this is happening, I'm, I'm especially not after, after what fight. happened with the fucking fries. Yeah, I'm not like, – gonna... <laughs> I was like, dude, they are the same team that we've watched the last two years. What the fuck were they thinking? And then all of a sudden they just – now what's it, like 23 yeah. out of 29 games that they've won or whatever. Stanton and
0: Judge are going to get cold. Yeah. So unless sure. the rest of the team gets your shit together. Yeah, it could they, be
2: it could be rough.
1: Glaber's doing fine. They they have they have way more Donaldson's heating up. They have way more balance this year. And actually Lizzo's DJ, been fine.
2: who DJ I hate on, fine. DJ has actually been okay. No, yep. yep,
1: he's been fine. It's not ju- that that's the biggest difference. Last year it was literally Judge and Sand. That was it. Nobody else did anything. And I will say the biggest thing, the addition by subtraction, getting rid of Gary Sanchez more and more clear that that was 100% the move yeah. they needed to make.
2: Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Good shit. All right, boys,
1: we made it to we 10 o'clock. It. You think yep. we bored people? Yep. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. That's our job. All righty. Well, we'll try to do this again next week. We'll see. We well, we didn't get fired yet. So. Podcat. There's the podcat.